0: All rock Rockstar Nation, listen up. I have the solutions if you are looking to build a massive, wonderful team that nets you a million bucks a year. Net, 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 not ECI, but net. I went to Omaha, Nebraska and I hung out with Jeff Cohn and the Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group and filmed everything about how they sell 600 homes a year how Jeff nets over a million bucks consistently and doesn't go on listing appointments or buyer's appointments. Doesn't even take calls from angry clients because nobody really knows Jeff. They know Omaha's elite real estate group. I mean, he's really got this figured out, right? we how to net a million dollars without being beholden to other people when he walks into the local mall. And it's a cool way to conduct business and net a million bucks, 600 homes a year. Five years ago, they were doing 80. So we took this, all this footage and we broke it down to 76 videos. We made 73 quizzes to make sure you get it in your head and we included a bunch of downloads that he and his team use we got videos of their secret team meetings of their admin meetings of their uh, agent accountability meetings we got videos of their agents prospecting to real life clients find out how you can build a team where everybody gets along with an incredible culture where everybody is hired right from the beginning massive amounts of retention here people stay and how agents lead generate from day one for their entire life there i mean it's unlike any team i've ever seen and uh, you can get it now at rebusuniversity.com for the holidays we are offering 50 percent off and also because it's a brand new product so going to be a limited time. We're going to offer 50% off. So jump on over to RebusUniversity.com and check it out. I even put some free videos and free quizzes, like three of them. I just picked three random ones. So you could go on there and kind of test drive the car for free, so to speak. RebusUniversity.com. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a super couple today, I have Brandon and Mindy Potts from Burleson, Texas on the phone, and they are making waves there, and we are going to find out just how they are doing what they do. Uh, So without further ado, Brandon and Mindy, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you for having us, Pat.
0: Thank you. So uh, guys, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you better.
1: Well, um, we started in the business back I guess it was very early part of 2011. and when we made that career change, of course, we were deep in the recession, and people thought we were crazy to get into real estate. And it just has been an amazing journey since then, from literally starting in a little 12 by14-inch I mean, a 12 by14-foot storage shed. We built our business to now. With ten employees or ten agents and employees, and a thirty million dollar plus business, yeah,
0: I love that. And the cool thing is, you sent me a picture of that storage shed. Did that thing have electricity in it?
1: <laughs> we did. Thank thank goodness.
0: Did it have a bathroom?
1: Actually, it did.
0: Wow. That's uh that that's cool. I love I love visuals and I love uh, that you shared that. So okay, so we need to find out how you did this. But first of all, let's talk about where you are today. Like, what? How many houses did you sell last year, Brandon and Mindy?
1: Well, uh, last year, and we're in a um. Or say last
0: twelve months. Yeah.
1: Okay, in the last twelve months, I think we're running. Last year, we sold two hundred and eighty homes. And this year, will be somewhere close to the 200 homes.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that. So first of all, what was your ECI, your Ego Commission Income?
1: And make sure I had that correct. We last year, so we sold 180 homes. This year, we'll sell close to 200. Yeah,
0: that's why I was like, okay, we're going to find I'm sorry. out what I'm is sorry. going on here. Yeah,
1: I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Last, so yeah, so what did you, what'd you make? What was your gross?
1: Last year, we um, our commission was 850000
0: Woo! And uh, what'd you net off that?
1: It was right at 36%.
0: So your net was 36%, so, you know, say 270 or so, something like that. Real
1: close to 300.
0: Okay. Okay, beautiful. And what's your team look like? Tell me what you do, what Mindy does, uh, you know, that sort of thing.
1: Each of us, really, we've been put together very well. My strengths are... Um, different than Mindy's strengths. I handle the vision and leading the organization and the listing side and my wife, she's more the nurturing, uh, side of it and staying in contact with our sphere and our past clients and, and doing the nurturing side on, on that.
0: Okay. And and so you guys, you know, you decided to get into the real estate business at kind of a tough time, right? Uh, you know, it was only 5 years or so ago. And I I know you had a lot of naysayers, right? You had people saying, "What what are you getting into real estate now for? It's in the it's in the toilet," right? Uh, right. Tell tell me about that.
1: You know, we my thought and my wife's thought, Mindy, that uh, you know, if we could make it in that time, in a tough time, when it got better, it would be that much easier. And that's really where we started is if we can make it now, we can make it anytime. And it really taught us the core disciplines. Looking back, I would not trade it for anything. It, it taught us the core disciplines in lead generation when it was the hardest. And we've been able to leverage that as the market has gotten better into growing relatively fast.
0: So um, what what were you guys doing in 2010? Like what were you doing right before that?
1: We had, well, I had been part of an advertising agency and helped facilitate. Of course, everybody back then was cutting advertising and we facilitated the sale of that business. And here I was about to be 40 years old. And at that moment, basically unemployed because we'd sold the business Wow. Now, and before that, you know, I was, my wife was a mortgage loan officer years before, and I was in commercial banking and we finally had that thought, you know, what we could do real estate together and build the business. So
0: you just jumped into it, obviously from zero. And, uh, so what did you do that first day and that first week in that first month? We need to find out.
1: That first first week, it was we were finally licensed. It was late January, and I can actually remember those first couple of weeks. That first month of February was really our first month in the business. We got nine listings that first month.
0: What it, I mean, there's people driving down the road like now. It's like eh, no way. How
1: uh, how we began to let people know in January and December that we were getting in the business. And really, it was a simple script that probably many of us have heard. Man, I need your help. I'm looking forward to getting into real estate. Do you know anybody that needs to sell a home or buy a home? And just really started with that basic script, contacting all of our our friends, neighbors, and everybody we knew. That's
0: great. Everybody should listening should take a Sharpie. Take an orange piece of paper and write, man, comma, I need your help, period, and put that up on their corkboard. Because if you just said that, and I don't care if you're a man or a woman or whatever, using the slang or whatever of it makes it kind of feel more comfortable or, or more casual, which I think is important and, and not so scripted. Like, how, who did you call? How many people did you call? You know, how did you do it where you're just like, man? I need your help.
1: We, I, we began basically compiling our sphere list when I, when I was going through classes and began. And one of the things that I did was I said, okay, I'm going to be disciplined in making sure that I put in our, we had to start with basically just an Excel spreadsheet, 10 contacts a day. And I would make it a game. I said, I will not pass the each contact until I have it complete with their name, address, email address, and cell phone numbers and I would do it in every way without having to call them first just to make it a game and then I would if I couldn't find it. After I compiled that list of over 300 in our da- first database I then began going backwards and contacting those people letting them know we were getting in the business and just asked for help and once i used the phrase i need your help it seemed to take down the walls and people are willing when you hear that phrase a lot of people are willing to to help
0: wow so simple so simple so 10 a day huh and then and that was 7 days a week you just went at it 10 a day do you still do it today
1: we still put all of our leads in the the database absolutely that first month we had here in Texas, I'll still remember, we had an ice storm where ice was on the ground for a good week and a half. And I remember I was so determined to make it that I was out driving and going on listing appointments in the ice storm when no one else was out. I said, I've got to make it. And my wife at that time, as we shared, When we announced we were getting into real estate, she also announced that she was pregnant. Hmm. And of course that put a, a a lit a fire under both of us that we had to make it. And that fire really drew, drove us forward in, in making it. So how many
0: houses did you sell that first
1: year? That first year we sold 22 houses.
0: Okay. And then and then this year you're selling 2, two to 200. 2 Okay, so 2 let's just say you 10xed it in 5 years, uh, which is amazing. So, and I love how you focused from day 1 on listings. You know, nine listings in the first month, 22 settlements. Now you're close to 220 settlements, 10 times as much. What percentage of your business today is listings versus buyers?
1: Right now, I would say we're a little heavy on the buy side. We're 60-40. I know that's not the best model. Um, I've had to continue to work on getting it higher and higher, as the typical best practices should at least be 50-50.
0: Yeah, you're fighting against a an unnatural source, uh, unnatural Something, um, everybody is having this struggle that I talk to. Their buyer ratios are increasing, not by design, but just by market because of lead buying. And generally, when you look at marketing budgets, most people tend to spend more on the the fast, easy things, which are buyer leads, uh, yeah. than they do on listing leads. And there's a lot more squirrels or shiny objects with regards to buyer leads as there are compared to seller leads and what it's what's happening is these teams are just, they're creeping up. And so what is your thought on that? Like, are you doing anything to fight that, uh, that natural or unnatural, whatever you want to call it, phenomena that's happening?
1: You're you're exactly right. It's, um, I think with also a tighter, when it's become such a heavy sellers market, it's getting tighter. There's lots of agents more agents going out after those listings, it just gets tighter. But I think the big changes we are making in our team is when we do ask for business, the first thing that we do is say, do you know anybody that needs to sell a home? That is the separate question before we ask, do you know anybody that needs to buy? And getting them to think about selling a home or listing a home first to try to hopefully tip the scales to the listing side.
0: Interesting, interesting. And um, so, like, what specific marketing tools or prospecting are you doing to try to generate some listings in your seller's market that you're in?
1: We do some mailers on just just solds, and the whole team participating in. Lead generation, just making calls to their sphere. We've begun doing a, a strategy of literally, it's going back to the foundational um, lead generation of pounding the pavement, boots on the ground. We've gone from knocking on doors and asking for the listing first to really having our entire team become more intentional in asking for listings and try to get that ratio to grow back to a healthier ratio.
0: Hmm. Mm. Fascinating. Okay, let's talk about technology a little bit. What technology are you using with your team to communicate, CRMs, phone apps? Uh, what are you using today?
1: I think, well, our basic foundational system is the Boomtown system as a CRM is is really the core foundational um program for our team that we use okay and,
0: yeah, and that's probably why a lot of the buyers are are starting to you know take over uh because you know because your boomtown attracts buyers it does, um, for it the does. Most, yeah, so very interesting, okay, cool, so what would you say the one thing was? that enabled you to go from zero to hero, that enabled you to 10X your business from 22 to 220?
1: You know, I was thinking about this over the last, you know, time. And the big thing that we did, and this is really just, uh, we had to, the best description is humble ourselves and realize we didn't know anything. We got to a natural ceiling And when we began to realize to look for success from others and learn from others and get plugged into the training that Keller Williams had and really digesting the, the millionaire real estate agent book and trying to apply it to our business is where we had exponential growth. And in truth, we still we made mistakes through that but really have gone to understanding it each year. I read it every year, and I understand it deeper and deeper and trying to follow the successful models out there of even people, Pat, that you have interviewed on, on your program, and I listen to those things and am trying to really implement the success of others because it leaves the clues of how to do it. And once we began to do that, that was what we did. It really wasn't too complex. It was listening to others.
0: Wow. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the same things, right? And just so many people don't follow the concept that, just like you said, success leaves clues. And that's the benefit of these podcasts. That's the benefit, obviously, of any books, everything. So, so let's talk a little bit about your five-star Card. Tell me about this. Tell me where you use it, how you use it, and maybe even read it to me and read it to our audience. Uh, you know, if they wanted to implement it.
1: Sure, Pat. Um, we got this idea as I had read the book, The New Gold Standard, which was the study of the Ritz-Carlton and their mission and beliefs and values. And so we went and created that. We we realized that people want five star service. And so, what we did is we created standards for our, for our organization, and what we termed it as five standards of five star client service. We created a, an acrostic that says, We will provide homes for our clients every time. Wait a minute. And so, what, wait a
0: minute. this is, a, this is a, like a business card, like a credit card. What is this?
1: It is a card that we have that everybody on our team keeps in their pocket they have they have it put to memory and actually we've gone to where we show it to our clients to so hold it so it's us like
0: laminated it's like a it's
1: yeah. a laminated card a laminated
0: yes. card okay so keep going what uh, so g- give me all five one by one
1: it's honor organize model efforts and smile and
0: you and you kind it. of stole this from the ritz right
1: I Well, this isn't theirs, but we created one of our own with a similar type of concept of what are our standards to be on our team.
0: Okay. And give me again, honor?
1: Honor, which honor means do – honor what you say. Do what you say you will do and exceed it no matter what.
0: Mm, love it.
1: We see lots of people that won't, aren't willing or are lax in not doing what they say they will do for clients.
0: Okay, and then what? what's the second one?
1: It's organized. Follow-up is critical to a client's experience. Set to-dos in the system, which is our Boomtown system. We see in every industry, not just real estate, follow-up is lacking. And we all come across yeah, leads. Yeah. Most agents come across leads and they forget to follow up.
0: Yeah, follow-up is key. I think if there was like one thing – that determines whether a uh, agent is good, whether an inside sales agent is good, or I should say great versus good. It's it's follow up. If there's one thing, it's follow up. It's being able to follow up, you know, these leads that you know are good but don't end up buying for eight months, or that are even better leads, and following up, you know, every other day for a month until they buy. I think it's just that one thing that that separates the good between the good and the great is that that word follow-up or those two words follow-up. So I love that. So, okay, so that's the second one. You got honor. You got organize. What's the third thing you got on this card?
1: It's model. It's follow the successful models and systems to provide the same high level of service every time. You are rewarded in direct proportion to the service you provide.
0: Mm, I love that. So, and basically, what you're saying is, look, you know, if Boomtown tells you, you know this is how you should do it, you you need to follow up with this lead within you know a minute after you get it, and then you should do this and you just or or if if Gary Keller's book says you should do this, you should do that. Whatever the model is that you decide as a team to follow,
1: follow it. You know? What we tend to do is add creativity to it too early. And not have something to basically a foundational checklist guide to go through to to prove that it works. And the more we've been willing as a team to follow the successful models of others and not try to add our creativity to it too early. When we followed somebody else's model, we start to see the brilliance of it. Then down the road... Yeah, when we understand it in a deeper way, we can add our own nuances and our own creativity to it. But let's follow the models. And we, we really emphasize that with all of our team and all our new staff that we bring onto the team. These models have been proven models that work.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so we've got honor, organize, model. What do you got next?
1: Then it's efforts. We want to deliver unique service to clients that is memorable
0: yeah and what- so put in the efforts put in the go the extra mile give them you know instead of saying you know how can i do it cheaper saying how can i do this for the same price as everybody else but give them maximum amount of service like uh, um like the interview we just released with uh kimberly savannah and you know and her husband where they did that so i mean yeah that's what you're that's what you're saying give them more than they expect.
1: Exactly. It's, it's where a service that at the end, they're saying, can you believe what my agent did for us? They're telling a story because it's, it's something that we've done that's memorable, that's not just transactional. It's a real relationship that is memorable, and we've gone the extra mile, and they're more willing to share that out, and they become, as we've all read the book, they become raving fans mm. for our organization because we did something memorable for them.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so obviously, I, I, I have a feeling this is spelling a word, homes, so we got honor, organization, model, effort, and then is there an S?
1: Yes, it's smile. 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 We always talk on the phone, text, call, email. It's always doing it with a smile because that smile comes through the phone. That smile comes through when you're talking to them. That smile comes through even when you're sending an email or a text. It's, it's the attitude really is what we're talking about. It's keeping that attitude right with the client. They feel it. They hear it. It's amazing how you can hear a smile through the phone.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, would you be willing to share like a photograph of this card? Sure, I would. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this picture and I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash POTTS, P-O-T-T-S, hybendigital.com backslash pots with two T's. And uh, you'll see a picture of the card if you want to screenshot it and emulate it and make some of these of your own. Do you do anything else with these Brandon other than have all your team members carry them around all the time?
1: Pretty much that's what we do. But what we have done now is even sometimes we bring it out and show our clients because we want to be held accountable to it. And what we found is clients love a company with a purpose and have a cause in what they're doing. And, and we found a lot of clients, you can see that, that light bulb go off and they're, they're a, attaching to the company because we stand for something and we have a purpose in what we're doing.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And I love the whole tie-in to the Ritz-Carlton. I'll never forget, you know, seeing one of those cards. And one of the cards they have, if not the card, was we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you know. Yes. Uh, everybody down the janitor, the landscaper, the maid. Everybody had. We are, ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen, and it really makes you think. You know, if this guy, if a ladies and gentlemen would like to know where the bathroom is, let me walk Her Majesty to the bathroom and point it out, versus just you know pointing and shrugging or what have you. So. Yes. Uh, and it really transformed the Ritz-Carlton. So, Brandon, Minnie, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing your card. Thank you for sharing everything that you do. I have no doubt in my mind that the next year you'll be at 330 and 440. I love how you 10 x your business in five years. Just absolutely amazing. And I and, uh, hope someday... If I'm out towards Burleson, Texas, wherever the heck that is, I'll I'll look you up. We can break some bread together.
1: Sounds good.
0: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.